This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. There's no place like home for the holidays or homedepot.com for holiday decor with great low prices on decorations inside and out like artificial Christmas trees to light up the living room, outside lights and playful inflatables that bring joy to the neighborhood. Order online and you'll even get free delivery. Holiday decorating improved with a wide assortment of holiday decor from homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Free standard shipping on most online orders over $45. Some exclusions apply while supplies last. Between prepping ingredients, setting the table, and planning your tomorrow, sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner. Delta Faucet is here to help. Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water. Done. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to see how voice IQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your hands, and more. Here's the scenario. You're injured in a collision and your insurance company is denying your claim. It happens far too often. If it happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. My team and I work for people just like you. We don't accept cases on behalf of insurance companies, so you and your family can make sure that you're in good hands. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Get Goldfinger today. You know what I want. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm Mel Sampson Folk, and you're joining me for detailing of the Raptors 133-113 victory over the hapless, soulless husk that is the Cleveland Cavaliers, led by the uh, talented duo of Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love, the latter of which looks like he wants no part of playing defense or even playing basketball on the on the Cavs, and the former looks like he is absolute trade bait as the Cavs continue to feed him post-ups with hopes to inflate his numbers, I suppose. But he has been good. Kevin Love is also good, but... Well, not defensively, but uh, they're definitely the most competent two players on the Cavs, and that certainly wasn't enough to lead them past the Raptors tonight, and the Raptors had their way. I wrote the preview for this game, and I said that the Cavs have wonderfully mixed a bottom five defense with a bottom five offense. They definitely played the part um, on both in both ways tonight, and yeah, the Raptors, they, they handled them. They... Uh, Cleveland grew to understand the grind as Norman Powell had his way with them, as did Pascal Siakam. There were definitely some spurts that are notable, and it was a big celebration of the Raptors, it felt like, in this one. And the Raptors, they they thoroughly trounced the Cavs. And that did. That did start in the first quarter. The Raps, they supercharged their offense early on by causing turnovers and running out. The ball was humming, and they're making great passes early on. Like I said, defensively, they're putting a lot of pressure on Cleveland's guards. And as the ball got funneled into the post, we all know that the Raptors' guards are really good at digging in on post-ups. 
they're able to supercharge their offense in that way and get out and run. I think they ended with 29 points off of turnovers in this game, but that did start early on as Siakam had runouts, Powell had runouts. Patrick McCaw even hit two threes, which is crazy to say, but that is that did happen. The Raptors, I think they were up 37 to 17, and the uh, as I said in the preview as well, the Cavs have. They've started to pair Matthew Della Vadova with the starting unit for a large portion of the, the first quarter. They usually sub out Darius Garland pretty early and then reunite him with the bench unit. That bench unit with Darius Garland went on a 10-0 run, kind of a scrappy, fast-break-esque squad that managed to get to the rim and hit a triple, and they, they pieced together a 10-0 run, and the first quarter did end at 37-27. So even though the Raptors were up 20 already in the first quarter, they did only go into the break up 10. But they they definitely captured more of the up 20 essence for most of the game than the letting the other team go on a 10-0 run type of play. The second quarter felt like a return to form for the two-game, or sorry, I should say two-man game between Serge Ibaka and Kyle Lowry. That was the blood life of the offense in the early parts of the second quarter into the middle of it. It was just them getting back to, you know, the results we're used to seeing that might have been missing since they've both come back from injury, just working back into the rotations, working back into the shots they're used to taking and making, especially in Serge Ibaka's case. Kyle Lowry's always going to insert himself in the offense. Ibaka a little bit more dependent on who's getting him the ball. Tonight, Lowry did an awesome job of feeding Ibaka in that early second quarter. They, they were able to get to the rim. They were able to find Ibaka, his sweet spots in the mid-range, altogether just playing terrific basketball and terrific pick-and-roll play, and that really did supply the Raptors with the offense they needed to sustain. You know, a couple runouts from the Cavs and the Cavs shooting. You know, they, they did play, they did pass the ball well a couple possessions, and that usually resulted in, like, a Chetty Osman three-point attempt or Kevin Love, and Kevin Love drawing a fair bit of attention on the block, usually getting doubled by the Raptors. He's a really good passer. Everybody knows about his acumen as a playmaker, and he was able to read the way that the Raptors' defense was attacking him really well, pass from a high point in the post, and find open shooters. The Cavs did a decent job of making their shots off of that. Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, very aggressive going to the rim. The Raptors gave up a little bit of defensive penetration in that way, and Cleveland's guards, they're, they're not that heady, but they're very athletic. They're able to get their noses in there and get to the, the rack for a couple layups. And that did sustain their offense for, for a time. And they definitely had, you know, a couple runs here and there and were able to score with relative regularity. And the Raptors, they got things back to normal. They were getting great minutes from Gasol, McCaw, Powell, and Boucher. Towards the end of the second quarter, McCaw and Powell linked up specifically for that dunk, not the dunk of the night from Norm Powell, but one of the dunks he had in what was altogether a fantastic game. He was on fire. He was terrific, but Powell had that dunk after McCaw trailed a guy on the screen, swatted the ball, Gasol collected it, McCaw leaked out, caught the pass, went behind the back for a draw pass, and fed Powell, and Powell had a huge dunk. Not as big as of the night, as I said, but a nice sequence for the Raptors and certainly a nice way to top off what was McCaw's maybe best half as a Raptor. Chris Boucher, I thought also his defensive rotations and his length at the rim was a good deterrent 
and he was willing to get out on the break. It wasn't a crazy statistical game for him in this one, but I liked the minutes that he brought. Um, it was interesting that Rondé Hollis Jefferson didn't receive any run in this game. It was mentioned by Coach Nick Nurse that Hollis Jefferson in recent games had been getting a little bit outside of his role. Maybe this is referring to more jump shooting, which we have definitely seen more jump shooting and dribbling from Hollis Jefferson in recent games. Maybe this is a bit of punishment for that, but for this game at least, Boucher did seem to jump over Hollis Jefferson in the rotation as Hollis Jefferson got zero minutes of playtime, Boucher playing 12 minutes, which isn't altogether that much, but definitely a, a notable occurrence. But the Raptors, they did push forward into the third quarter, and the third quarter was definitely the most fun frame of this game, and it was definitely embodied by absolute dynamite from Siakam and Norm Powell. The third quarter did start out with Siakam and Kevin Love trading, playmaking, and scoring in a way. Siakam was drawing a lot of attention, making good passes off of it, one of them leading to a Norm Powell triple. He was he hit a couple triples himself to open the frame up. And Kevin Love, the same way that I described in the second quarter, first quarter, doing a good job of drawing attention from the post and passing out. And he also hit a three himself, just a bit of back and forth between two really good players. Obviously, Siakam getting the better of and being the better player. But that that is how the, the quarter opened up. Tristan Thompson, through all of this, even in the first three quarters, still getting to the rim with some regularity, kind of beasting on the offensive glass. He's a load to handle. That's definitely what he gets his money for from when he played with LeBron to now. It's He gets after it on the offensive glass and actually showed pretty good finishing ability with his hook shots. Better than I think everybody's used to seeing. There's a bit of finesse that's been added to his game since LeBron left the team. He's better at finishing inside, at least. That isn't just dunks. Speaking of Kevin Love, though, well, earlier, but speaking of Kevin Love, OG Ananobi had a couple nice takes to the rim against him. OG in this quarter, having, I think, three scores off the bounce, being able to get past some big men, all of them finishing with the left hand at the rim. Really interesting, really a welcome sight to be sure. Um, OG Ananobi's control at the rim and jumping and on runouts is definitely a point of contention for a lot of people that are wondering that's one of the biggest steps he has to make especially his dribbling his control is finishing at the rim when he's jumping off two feet he's a monster he had a huge dunk early on in the game after a run out but seeing him controlled and finishing around big men with his offhand is definitely way more exciting to see even though it isn't it isn't right to see then a big dunk a two-foot jump from him but seeing him make these small adjustments and small improvements is really what's going to end up building him into a terrific player and he certainly wasn't super hot from three tonight but he had meaningful progressions inside the arc and that was nice to see from Ananobi in particular but my god Siakam and Powell closed out this quarter on fire they showed to Louis Zatzman my guy forever but he wrote that terrific article about how the Raptors are gaming the league by using the two-for-one. And he talked about how efficient and robust Siakam's numbers were shooting the front end of the two-for-one. Siakam hit the front end of the two-for-one. He had a triple after the Raptors ran a football-type play. Blake Murphy has written about it, and Powell found Siakam for a three. Then they get a turnover on the other end. They get a run out. Powell hits a triple, and these two 
they just they were on fire to close at the quarter. The Raptors went up twenty before the frame ended, and it really was a flex from both of them in that way. But maybe most importantly, and I shouldn't forget, was Powell's massive dunk where it was a two-on-one with Siakam handling the ball. A little underhand pass that went way too high. And Norm Powell, when he was being interviewed after the game, said that Siakam did put it a little bit behind him and was kind of like, go up and get it. So Powell, in what was one of the best highlights of his career, certainly I would say top five. He's got a couple big playoff moments to be certain. But this one, he really got after it. One of those classic Vince Carter, throw it behind the guy, see just how crazy you can make the dunk look, dunks. He went up and got it. He hung what for what seemed like forever in the air, and he threw it down hard. And Siakam and him, were they were pretty jazzed up afterwards. It was, it was a fantastic play and really cool to see. And that was the play that actually seemed to spur on that big closing run at the end of the third quarter that the Raptors had to go up 20. And the fourth quarter was a mix of... Lowry getting a double-double that left him only behind, I believe, Chris Bosh and Valanciunas. So that's pretty cool, and he was tied. he's now tied with Antonio Davis. All big men, all guys who gobble up rebounds, and certainly Lowry is... It's cool that he's getting there with assists and points because everyone else is sitting there with points and rebounds, which I think is easier to collect 10 points and 10 rebounds than it is to collect 10 points and 10 assists. At least that is... A running theme in the NBA, it's certainly easier to gobble up 10 rebounds than it is to to create 10 buckets for certain. So it's cool that Lowry got that accolade and it was him hunting it a little bit, it seemed. Well, maybe not. He was just creating good looks for his teammates. Actually, strike that from the record. I would like it known that I don't think that Lowry was hunting a double-double, but he did end up getting it. Cool to see, definitely. And the end of the game was definitely... My God, it was just the Siakam show as he went to work. He kind of, he reinvigorated his shooting percentages in the game after, you know, Pascal can be a little bit, like he throws up a lot of shots and he takes a lot of difficult shots, especially some of those flying layups to the rim, which he doesn't get a lot of calls on, which is a meaningful way that he can improve is taking the contact on the ground, then rising up for the finish. Right now he's taking a lot of contact in the air, which A, is harder to adjust after and make plays, and B, is harder for a ref to call. So just just little things pacing going towards the rim. But he, he does attempt a lot of tough shots, and he started making a ton of buckets. He was going at players in the post. He was taking them off the dribble from the arc, and it was the Siakam show to close things out, which was wonderful to see because he's such a special player. And it's nice to see him get back in the groove. But this game, he finished with 33 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. 13 of 24 shooting, 5 of 8 from downtown. He was he was incredible and it's it was just a really it was a total treat to watch him tonight. But the Raptors, you know, they had a couple Chris Boucher threes. They had some garbage time and they did they closed it out for sure. It ended up at 133-113 as I said in the opening part of the podcast, but the Raptors certainly this was a game they needed to get under their belts. It's good that they're getting used to scoring in high totals right now because they play the Wizards next, and the Wizards definitely like to run up the score. They're a horrible defensive team, and so the Raptors are probably going to have to score with them or shut down one of the league's best offenses. Either way, the Raptors should be able to close out against the Wizards when it comes time, but it's nice to see that they're able to get their shots to go down and run the floor. But I'm going to address the Reggie Evans Award, which 
for the second game in a row, and maybe fittingly to highlight his consistency, Norman Powell, man, I believe he had four steals in this game, and six rebounds, five assists, 26 points, no turnovers. That is a robust night from the floor. It's certainly one of his best games ever, if not his best. I know there was that game against Indiana so long ago where he took, I don't know, like 22 free throws. And th- there are some aspects of his athleticism where he he really can't be stopped. And his work with the starters, man, his, his weak side attacking has been a revelation for the Raptors offense for four or five games in a row. It's been so important to what they're trying to do. And he's been tireless and he's... You can just see it in his body language and especially in his interview after the game, how happy he is with how he's playing. It's so nice to see a guy whose mantra is understand the grind and clearly work ethic is so important to him being rewarded in ways that it's just it's nice to see for sure. No Mitchell Robinson award tonight, which I'm fine with. As I always say, there's no need for villains in the game, but when there is, we will we'll dole it out appropriately. But tonight is not that night. The top Quick reaction comment is from Chilango, or Chilango, not sure how you say it, but we'll, we'll run with that. Says, all of a sudden Norm's contract looks cheap. Points, rebounds, steals, and a block shot. Man, be studying. Yeah, I, there's a reason he got the Reggie Evans Award. There's a reason everyone's buzzing about him and how he's been playing recently. Because this game was, I guess, the... Everything has come to fruition in a way. In his most recent streak, he's averaging almost 20 points over the last five games. As a guy who is an ancillary option, a tertiary offensive option, that is insane production and something that the Raptors, if they can actually look forward to, even if it's not 20 points per game, if it's somewhere around 14 to 16, that is an insane improvement. And what a weapon to have outside of Kyle Lowry. Van Vliet, Siakam, it's OG Ananobi. It's a terrific way for the Raptors to fight against a lot of the defenses that have keyed in on Siakam and are making other players beat them. So Norm Powell, what a performance tonight. And that's that's definitely a great way to end the podcast. I'm very happy with how the Raptors played this game. I hope you enjoyed it, whether you're just listening to this podcast and catching up or whether you're listening to this podcast because you want to relive some of the moments of the game you just watched. Either way, perfect. Whether you're listening to this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye. The Drinkworks Home Bar by Keurig is the perfect start to set any holiday vibe. The Home Bar makes over 30 cocktails, brews, ciders, and more, all at the push of a button. From cosmopolitans to old fashions, each pod contains real ingredients and premium spirits. Insert the pod and let the Home Bar do the work. Go to drinkworks.com to order your Home Bar and see all available drinks. Drinkworks. Press play. Keurig is a registered trademark of Keurig Green Mountain, Inc., used under license. Please enjoy responsibly. Everyone needs more vacation, right? The new United Gateway card knows how to take you away with great travel rewards and no annual fee. Ever. The wait for vacation is over. Tap now or visit unitedgatewaycard.com to apply.